You are listening to SOS Podcast. I am not a professional and have had no professional training. Any advice that I give on this podcast is based on my own experience with people and any research that I might do, which will be shared with my listeners. If you decide to take any advice or suggestions offered on this podcast, you are doing so with the full knowledge that I am not responsible for any outcomes. Should you ever feel in danger of being hurt by someone or have thoughts of hurting someone else, please seek immediate assistance from your local authorities by calling 911 if necessary. If you are contemplating suicide, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Shannon Offer Suggestions. It is the month of October, and as promised, I have a special guest with me this month, and it is a close personal friend that has gone through a um, transgender operation and is transitioning from female to male, and so we're here today to discuss his experiences with that process, and uh, several of you sent in some questions, so I'll be sharing those questions with him, and we will be getting his take on the experience. So I would like to introduce to you Fox. Hi. <laughs> Hi, welcome. Thanks for coming. Of course. Uh, so you and I have had several conversations around uh, your transition and how that's gone and things that you've felt as far as the process goes. And uh, I thought this would be an amazing show to have and you wonderfully agreed to join me. And so I reached out on social media and got a few questions, so I figured we'll just start with those questions, and then we can go into what you and I have discussed previously. Okay, that works for me. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, so one of the first questions that we got was um, from Twitter, and the question is, what is some advice that you would give to straight or cis people when it comes to them asking questions about transitioning? Uh, As far as being questioned, not everybody is very delicate, I guess is the way to put it. Um, they'll just come straight out and ask some very personal questions. Just don't, don't do that unless you really know the person, or if they've told you it's okay to ask me, that sort of thing. Um, for me, I don't mind answering questions like that because it's a way for other people to learn, okay, so that's actually a really cool way to change sort of thing. But um, not everybody's very open to it, um, given the different levels of dysphoria in particular. So my suggestion would be to just either really know the person or um, be willing to ask. So I kind of have a personal question regarding X. Um, Is it okay if I ask? Perfect. So just kind of recommending that they ask if it is okay to ask so that they can assess that level of comfortability from the person who's transitioning. Yeah. Um, Like for me, before top surgery, I wasn't very comfortable with physical sort of questions just because I was still dealing with, um, I guess the closest way to put it is Mm -hmm. self-loathing because I hated my body, of course, because it's not what I am. So when people would ask me physical questions, I would get a little bit on edge. That makes so sense. definitely ask first. Excellent. I think that is perfect advice. Let's see. Um, that will bring us to our next question. 
And so this one came from Facebook. Uh, what are the most overlooked ways someone can show support to someone who has come out as transgender? This particular person goes on to say, I have quite a few friends who have come out to me, but I'm always trying to make sure that the way that I behave is supportive, but I wonder if I miss simple things. So again, um, what are the most overlooked ways that someone can show support to someone who has come out as transgender? In my personal experience, um, it was the little things. Um, making, not being forceful about trying to remember pronouns or anything. Like, it's okay to say, in my case, she, and then go, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I meant he. Um, but it's when people start going on a tirade that it's just a little bit much for me. Uh, it, it depends on the person. Some people are more outspoken than others. I'm generally not the very loud about it sort of person. I mean, it's water for ducks back for me. But when somebody remembers the little things like, oh, no, I meant, um, or just treating them like the gender they're supposed to be, I mean, it's not the big things that matter the most, it's little. So just to summarize that, um, being mindful of pronouns, but being okay with correcting yourself, mm -hmm. um, and then just really trying to stick to treating that person as their desired gender. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Um, do you have any examples, or this is totally my question now, um, any examples or um, anything that happened that, because um, you mentioned people going off on tirades, mm -hmm. did that happen to you personally? Uh, yes, once. I had a coworker actually, who, it was a conversation between me and two other coworkers, and one of them said she it was when I was first transitioning, so I still looked female. Mm -hmm. um, it said she a few times, and the other one just kind of ripped her a new one for it. And it's like, that's while I understand that you're trying to be supportive and everything, I, I don't need someone to pick my battles, you know. Oh, okay. So it wasn't a tirade against you. It was a mm -hmm. tirade on your behalf. Yes. Okay, that ch totally changes what my perception of that was. I assumed that somebody went off on you, and I was getting ready to no. go to battle. <laughs> Speaking of battle. <laughs> no, no. Um, for me, being able to fight my own battles is another step. It, it's something that I feel I need to do. It, it's a way for me to reinforce to myself that, yes, I am okay. Yes, there is nothing different about me other than... I'm standing up for myself. Um, I'm not sure, obviously, going male to female how it is, but for me, going to male, gaining that self-confidence is really helpful. Good. Excellent. And you, do you feel that there has been a significant gain of self-confidence? I personally haven't noticed, but being the person going through it, you don't really notice things quite as much. But other people have told me, you know, you act you don't hide as much you actually come out and speak now and it's been um apparently a bit of a shock for some of them that's excellent <laughs> i like to hear that um let's go ahead and go to a couple of other questions we uh we i received <laughs> some questions from instagram so i got hit on every platform which was kind of exciting um and so this person submitted a few different questions so we'll tackle one at a time um, the first question is, when did you decide that you needed to transition medically? Uh, given my age. Are you okay with self-disclosing your age? I don't mind. Um, 
November, I will be, let's see, 2018, 37. <laughs> <laughs> so back when I was growing up, I knew I was different, but there wasn't a term for it. Um, or there was a term, but I never heard it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and I mean, like back when I was five, you know, you didn't hear about people changing genders. You didn't hear about that sort of thing. Um, it was a phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, I did air, air quotations there. Yeah, air quotations um, <laughs> around the word phase. Um, and you're just a tomboy, that sort of thing. But going through puberty really reinforced it for me that no, and this this should not happen sort of thing um and then when the internet was young <laughs> and we started first using it i found the term so during all this time i felt i needed to physically change i needed to physically change something's wrong i got to change but there's also that fear because it was still new to the world so to speak um so to answer the question, I think I felt it all along. But when I started researching into it and seeing results, it was um, less than encouraging. Um, so I held off. And it was only a couple of years ago that I noticed that medicine had started to advance to the point where it doesn't look half bad anymore. Um, it actually looks pretty natural. And so that's when I started taking steps. Awesome. Um, let's see. The next question here uh, is, personally, what are the best ways that you've found to combat dysphoria? Dysphoria is a bit of a tricky topic. It's It depends person to person. There are some people who feel that they're okay being in the body they were born with without changing it, but they still don't feel like they should be the gender that their body is. Um, there are people who, after top surgery, they're they're okay. Um, you know, they don't have, for female to male, they don't have the breasts anymore. Or uh, male to female, they finally have breasts. And uh, it, it's a weird idea, but a lot of people pretty much identify people based on their chest. Mm-hmm. Because that's the first giveaway. Um so some people are okay once they've changed the top, but then there are other people who just, everything's got to go. Mm-hmm. It's it's all got to go. It's not right. Um, so for me, I actually fall into that last category there. Um, I've only had top surgery currently, and it, it's helped relieve. It, it's helped relieve it. Uh, I know <laughs> this is going to be a bit much. Um, I know you weren't aware of it. Uh, actually, nobody was aware of it. For a while there, looking in the mirror was so painful that it actually, I started having suicidal ideation. And uh, it, it's, it was that extreme, but having lost that chest, being able to look in a mirror, not a full length, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but look in a mirror and see that's that's how it should be um that's helped relieve with the dysphoria quite a bit um were there any other coping mechanisms that you employed um did therapy at all help yes. or um god bless my psychologist uh of course 
to begin the process, the medical process, you have to speak with a psychologist first and they have to recommend you. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, I still was in the mindset of maybe it's all in my head and being able to talk everything through and realizing, no, it's not just in my head. No, I'm not just some crazy person that should go be locked up in or something. Um, being able to talk out those emotions was incredibly helpful. Um, so I guess the best answer is find somebody you trust. You don't have to go to a psychologist if you're not interested in surgery. Just find somebody to talk. Otherwise, I mean, my other options before the psychologist was just cover up. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't really fix anything. Right. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, let's see. The last question. Um, it says, does he personally take the time to answer questions or explain things to people about his own identity? Or does he prefer that people take time to research on their own if they want to understand? Again, it's kind of a person-to-person case. Um, For me personally, I don't mind people asking questions. And I'm not... I'm not against um, explaining things for people who really want to understand it. But I also don't mind if people go, so I looked into this, and this is what it said, and does that kind of apply? Personally, I don't mind the questions. Yeah. So that just kind of goes back to asking the person how comfortable they are with Mm. their questions. I know you and I, I pretty much have no personal <laughs> bubble, and I am very interested in all of the details. <laughs> so my my typical response or question to, mm-hmm. to folks is, um, you know, how much are you comfortable sharing? Because mm-hmm. I'm comfortable with listening to everything. <laughs> I want to know it all. <laughs> I think that's why I, I kind of put disclaimer, this is going to be a little TMI, um, but I don't mind questions. Well, thank you so much for being willing to share uh, your answers with the listeners that I have, all three of them, (laughs) four or five maybe, if I'm being generous. Um, So you and I had talked once before, and I had asked you if there were things that you had noticed that were different, and um, there were a few of them uh, that you had brought to mind, and I was interested in having you share that. So um, at one point, you had mentioned gestures were different bathroom trips were different <laughs> and um also the uh um the way that women now perceive you if you want to talk a little bit about that yeah uh, i don't mind so um as far as gestures and mannerisms go a lot of people don't notice it because it's just something that you learn socially but females tend to be more reserved as far as approaching topics that sort of thing um, whereas guys get straight to the point. That's, that's just how it is. Um, gesturing, females do more exaggerate emotions. Um, they, the way, like the, sh- it's kind of hard to explain. The shape of how they move is round. Um, it's very circular. Whereas, kind of liquid and yeah, flowing. Yeah. Whereas guys are just like, they're quick, sharp movements. Um, they guys will look you in the eye more often um which i think it's because it's considered aggressive that's why some women don't like to do it Hmm. um women will tend to avert eyes um words are also different 
I don't I don't think I told you this. Mm-mm. The way women speak is more emotion driven. It's more descriptive. Like of course guys can be descriptive, I'm not saying that or anything. Right. But they're they're not quite as open to being emotional. Vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, as far as speaking goes. Um this is an awkward thing that I've noticed. Like I used to be able to describe things in detail, like just vividly um as far as emotions go i could be like i feel this way mm-hmm. uh now i've noticed i'm losing that um i'll actually have to sit there and pick at my brain for a minute to remember okay this is the word for that hmm. which it, it's startling and it's kind of makes me sad because i always wanted to be a writer weirdly enough so now not having those words there just it's a bit sad. Um, so falling out of practice because of um, practicing less emotional availability, it's, sort of. It's possible. It's also, I just, I feel, the way it feels is I've lost words. Hmm. Um, it, it's irritating, too. Yeah. Uh, Ellen has watched me be frustrated, and she tries to help. Um, Ellen be my wife. <laughs> um, and it's just... I don't know. Like now, I've lost words. <laughs> <laughs> they're there. <laughs> they're they're there. I can see them. I just can't say them. Huh. Um. That's intriguing. It's actually a very, I guess, common phenomenon. I was warned about it in the beginning when I first started testosterone. They're like, so something that some female to male transitioners have noticed is that they aren't able to describe as well anymore, and for a while there, I was able to do it. I was just fine. Um, it's been almost, yeah, it's been over two years now that I've started testosterone, I want to say, and I'm noticing it now. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's almost two years. And, um, it, it's very disheartening, <laughs> but overall it's worth the trade. Yeah. You mentioned walking down the street once. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> I'm like, where was he going? <laughs> um, so as far as difference in interaction between people, for me, in the beginning when I was first transitioning, everything, of course, I still look female and all that stuff. So I was able to, so to speak, blend with the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't. I was basically treated still female to because people didn't know. Uh, now that I've actually transitioned to a point where I'm looking male and I'm sounding male, um, when I still middle ground, I would still go to the girls' room because it, I was just always afraid. I had no experience with the guys' restroom or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I would get sideways glances. And at first I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, well, maybe... Maybe I'm starting to change or something, but I still look female to me. Um, me and my wife took a trip to Japan, and immediately I was treated male. Like, we had a layover in, I, I want to say it was Taipei, and I had to go to the bathroom because it's a very long flight, and nobody likes to use the plane restroom if they can help it. Um, and I started going to the girls, and she actually just hissed me. She's like, go to the guys. I was like what you know i didn't think anything of it um but she noticed that i was getting stared at like Mm. a little bit anxious sort of stare like 
what's he doing sort of thing. Um, so my whole trip to Japan was the first time that I actually started acting male and using male restrooms, and I was petrified every time I had to go to the bathroom. Oh, no. Um, just because I was so afraid that they were going to know. Um, but after that, when we came back to America, um, I was going to go use the girls' room again uh, after a long car ride. And I got Ellen just going, go to the guys' room, just so annoyed at me. And I'm like... <laughs> but they're not treating me like a guy here. So I go into the guy's room, and nobody looked twice. And I was like, okay, well, what's going on? And that's when I started noticing women in the restroom, like, they'll glance at each other in the mirror. They'll, like, look each other over. Um, They'll kind of, I don't know if it's because, oh, I want to see what she's wearing, or, oh, she's pretty, or anything like that. Women are quick to admit that another woman is pretty. Mm-hmm. Um. But in the guys' room, guys don't look at each other um, at all. Like, if anything, it's just a quick, oh, excuse me, because you almost bump into somebody. Um, They might give you a very quick glance if you look different, but it's just like, okay, he's got pink hair, you know, sort of thing. It's not, um, oh, that outfit looks nice on him or anything like that. (laughs) Uh, they, They definitely don't look at each other. So that's when I started getting a lot less afraid because, okay, so they're not even looking at me. So this is going to be cool. You know, nobody's going to notice. A different experience is I was walking down the street one day and um, fairly, fairly recently I was walking down the street and I was not even thinking anything about it. There was a girl ahead of me and I walked quicker than her. And it's like, once I started getting closer, she, like, held her purse closer to herself and started to walk even faster. Like, she was afraid of me. Mm -hmm. And that, of course, had never happened before when I looked female. So that was a bit, it's sad, because I know it's just the way our society is, that Mm -hmm. women have to be guarded around men. But still, it's... (laughs) It's like, I'm not interested. I don't want to do anything to you. I wasn't even planning to say hi or anything, you know. I'm just walking to the Fifth Street Market for heaven's sake. Um, But definitely women are starting to become, well, not become. They're starting to act a little bit more submissive, I guess would be the word, around me. Um, Whenever we talk, I don't mean to do it, but sometimes I'll talk over a woman Mm -hmm. and she'll just automatically clam up and just kind of back down speaks a lot to our society doesn't it yeah and i'm like it's a whole other episode (laughs) let's not go down that road (laughs) i'm just like your opinion matters too i promise i didn't mean to talk over you um there's a bit of awkwardness uh sometimes because it's like some changes i'm noticing are happening with people i worked with for like five six seven years now and now they're acting a little different around me they're treating me the same Mm -hmm. because they know it's still me but some mannerisms are starting to bleed through like what kind of mannerisms like like the one i just note uh mentioned where um they'll defer to you yeah interesting and it's like i'm still me (laughs) you still have an opinion that's valid yeah um Overall, I think 
there's always going to be pros and cons to everything. Right. Um, pros, obviously, is I'm starting to feel more like me. Yay! Which is That's a, the best pro. It's a weird thing to say, but I'm starting to feel more like me. Um, but the cons is I'm, I feel like I'm losing females as a whole. I used to be on their level. They used to be same as me, and now it's starting to feel awkward. <laughs> um, more basically just fit into the boxes of society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much. It's like, once upon a time I was in two boxes, and now I'm definitely starting to get shoved in the other one, and while it's not a bad thing, mm-hmm. um, losing some of the things with, like, female camaraderie is different. Guys, you know, yeah, we have bros, but <laughs> it, it doesn't... Like, you don't talk about some things with guys. You just don't. Yeah. Um, Automatic answer for a girl is, hey, let's get some ice cream and talk it out, right? Right. <laughs> um, for guys, it's like, let's, let's go have a beer and, and just look at something else. Yeah. Let's that... think of something else. <laughs> let's go have a beer and commiserate, but not talk about yeah, it. basically. <laughs> it's like, oh, I feel bad for you, but hey, look, the game's on, you know? And I'm like, I don't even like the game, but okay. But <laughs> sports ball. Sports ball, yeah. Unless it's hockey, then I'm paying attention. <laughs> um, but just the little differences are, it, they're not terrible, but they are a little bit sad to watch. Yeah. So overall, you're coming into yourself, but you're losing some of the more rounded and gentle <laughs> yeah. um, things that came with being recognized as readily part of the female group. Yeah, basically. That makes sense. Um, feelings are definitely different, too, which you wouldn't think they were because everybody has feelings, right? But they are. Um some when you start testosterone, they of course give you this long list of all the things that could happen. Um, of course, you're gonna have vocal cord changes. Of course, body hair is gonna change. Of course, um, a little bit of a difference below the belt. Um, <laughs> you know, but they also tell you so you might lose some words. Basically, is the way I put it. Mm-hmm. Um, you might have because it's testosterone, an increase in rage um, or aggressive behavior. You might, this wasn't an issue for me because I'm bisexual anyway, but you might find yourself attracted to other guys, um, <laughs> right? <laughs> eyebrow wiggle. <laughs> yeah, for those of you that didn't get to see it, which is all of you, I uh, waggled my eyebrows. <laughs> um, there's, there's all these little weird warnings. And... Um, I have noticed that it is, my temper's always been kind of crap, but (laughs) it has gotten a little bit worse. Um, It's easier for me to, I I don't consider it being aggressive, but from a female standpoint, it might be considered aggressive, where I'm less afraid to get in your personal bubble. I'm less afraid to tell you how I feel, uh, how I feel being, I don't agree with that. so feelings are the same, but they're not. It sounds to me, let me just reiterate this back to you to make sure that I'm kind of understanding mm-hmm. where you're coming from, um, that the, like where you were not comfortable with speaking out before, mm-hmm. which tends to be 
a pretty female trait just mm. based on the way that society basically raises us to be timid mm. and quiet um is no longer a problem thanks to testosterone and now where before you would have held your tongue because of society's rules for you mm. now you're like i'm free of those rules because now i am male and i will tell you exactly how i feel um Maybe that's like a, an exaggerated version of it, but there's more the inclination to do it, basically. That makes sense. Um, it's like I really don't, as female, I'd be like, I don't like that, but I'll just keep doing my work and whatever. But now it's like, fuck you, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it just quicker to be like, uh, uh-uh. that makes sense. Well, um, that concludes all of the questions that I had for you. Um, And so that concludes all of the questions that my listeners had for you. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for being willing to be vulnerable, despite the um, change in that it's a little bit harder now. Um, I am sure that everybody that's listening is going to be very fascinated and very supportive. Um, And on behalf of them, I just want to thank you. Also, not just here, but if anybody ever has any questions, I don't mind fielding them. Okay. Um, of course, obviously, we didn't go over the physical changes all that much. Oh, yeah. But um, <laughs> I'm okay with fielding questions even about those. Excellent. Well, um, you heard it from him. So if you guys have any further questions, please feel free to send them on to me, and I'll make sure that Fox gets them. Um, and then before we close out, I did want to mention your beard hairs. <laughs> <laughs> Huzzah! It took this long. Yeah. All, all of like five. <laughs> but still. <laughs> so that's something that we were celebrating this weekend um, a couple days ago. So um, congratulations on your beard hairs. That's got to be very exciting. Very much. Um, it's like, okay, hair everywhere, but... And now suddenly, boink, a couple of little ones. Yay! <laughs> and soon you will be shaving. <laughs> right. And soon you will have five o'clock shadow. And <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Fox. Well, thanks again so much. And for those of you that are listening, uh, I will have a new episode released in November. So you can contact me on Twitter at Shannon Suggests. And you can find me on Facebook at Shannon Suggests Podcast. As always, if you have any questions, please email me at shannonoffersuggestions at gmail.com, and I look forward to hearing from you all soon. Mm-hmm.